Good morning, our boy Sai. Ah. Just want to read a couple names here. Well, more than a couple. We're at 4,600 daf. Avrumi Leibowitz. Good morning, Avrumi. Good morning, Avrumi. Yehuda Ludmir, I think his name is. I'm saying about Pes, 70 daf. Because he's in a different part of this chart. Moshe Rifkin. Mordechai Kamiansky. Mordechai Kamiansky. Yossi Furman. Wow. Jack Worman. Nathan Harris. Stephen Rand. Mori Rasby, Yisrael Mandera, Avram Dobrov, Yosef Kapilovitz. Ooh, 28 daf. No, Avram Dobrov, 28 daf. Ariel Zirkiev. Who else? Jarzelik, David Sultan, David Karno, I think it is. I can't read. Karno, Yosef Korn. Oh, that's his name? David Carno, Shkoyach, Gedalia Waldman. Here's a big one. Hershey Weinberger, Zalman, Jaffe, Uri Fine. The whole time is this Nida and Avedizara, 150 daf. David Cohen, you remember Uri? His brother used to come every day back in Chaniche. Uh, Itzi Hollander, Shraga Melnick, Peretz Rappaport, we're almost done, Raboisai. Glenn Ackerman, 18 daf. Okay, now we go to the emails, Rabbi Boisai. It's a big day today, big day. <coughs> no, but check this uh, video out. Do you have a, oh, I have to do this. Yeah. I don't first have to see. All right, so here we go. The, 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 the Shiva guy contractors again, but pay good attention. The guy all the way closest in the screen, pay good attention to him. This might be the last time you see him. Okay, unfortunate situation happened, but we'll get into it in a few minutes. In a few minutes, we'll talk about it. Dear Belly, I have a video proof of the whole mindset. A customer of mine, JB Jacobovitz, was on a flight to Fort Lauderdale. A bunch of yeshiva guys started from the front of the plane. There's a lot of yidin on the plane. They start from the front of the plane. Great story. And they went through the entire plane asking people if they want to do the daf with Rebelli. <laughs> and if they want to put on tefillin. No, that was my... I, I get a free Gemara. The phenomenon that you started is like nothing else. Yaakov Lachim Shkoyach. I thought it was great. David Feinberg! He's in the house today, believe it or not. Where are you, David? We miss you, by the way. I know you just love having your stories verified and corrected. Since my wife is a friend of the subject of the Shaito story that you referenced on Motzi Shabbos. Daf. 980. Yeah, I think we made a little bit. I took it off the um, Merkaz, where it said we already got to a thousand days, but it's not 100% accurate. We got to go with David when it comes to the stuff. I referred again in day 983. Kids are, this is how the story re- really went down. And this is like the story I keep on saying that a guy said, when you uh, returned the broom I lent you, you returned it broken. He said, first of all, I never borrowed a broom from you. Second of all, when I returned it, it was fixed. Third of all, it never broke. The kids are one of those. Here it is. First of all, the story of the shaitan wasn't in Israel, it was in New Jersey. Second, it wasn't a gun, it was a knife. Third, they didn't shoot the guy. When she was taken hostage during the bank robbery in New Jersey, he was holding on to her hair, he thought, and then she undid the clips and she ran for her life and he couldn't stab her. So, that's how she saved her life. 
Great story in its original form too that it happened in Israel with a gun and they killed a the guy. <laughs> Rabbi Seplowitz says, your story about Zedakah distribution in the South reminded me of an experience I had at Kavir Rachel several years ago. After many years from away from Israel, I come to Kavir Rachel and Saint Hill, I was overwhelmed by the Gdushas HaMakim and tears were rolling down my cheeks. In the middle of my tefillos, a hand was thrust into my face with a request for Zedakah. I was devastated. Why couldn't, I, why couldn't he wait until I finished davening? He killed my kavana, and now I couldn't get it back. Back in the States, a friend of mine suggested that I should look at it differently. He said, we aren't chashim enough to have our tears accepted on their own. Did it ever occur to you that maybe Akash Baruch Hu was sending you an opportunity to further elevate your tears by accompanying them with Zdaka? I resolved that the next time it would be different on my next trip to to stroll, designate a pocket full of 510 shekel coins, you can readily give to anybody who approached me. So there I was, back at Kiva Rachel. I began to daven, and again, Mama Rachel worked her magic on me and I began to cry as he davened. Suddenly, from my left, a hand was stuck into my face, request with tzedakah. Without missing a beat, I put my hand into my pocket, took some money and placed it into the hand. You're not going to believe this, Rabbi Isai. The same man who had asked me for tzedakah a few years before, sometimes Hashem gives you a second chance. I said that. That was my addition. Be well, Rebellion. Thanks for all. Have a chassidic simitayva. Your achmiel seplowitz. Muncie, New York. Reminds me of this, another story. I don't know if I have the story right. Uh, the guy, is Rebbe told him that if he goes to the mikvah and does XYZ for 40 days straight, Eliyahu and will come to him. So there he is waiting on the 40th day and the uh, guy knocks on his door and makes him a sugar. So he says, get out of here. I'm waiting for Eliyahu Novi. And he comes to the Rebbe. Where's Eliyahu? He says, and that was Eliyahu Novi. He's at Kevin Rachel. He's diving to Hashem. Eliyahu Novi comes to him and goes, get out of here. You're in my kavana. It's my the story. Unbelievable. Iron Charmin. I'm wondering if you know of any MDY coil guys, Chabrusa in the Flatbush area, Aaron. It's a great idea. I mean, we thought about it. One day there'll be satellite MDY coil all over the world. But for now, we're just not going to go to the other guy's idea. Get a Chabrusa online somewhere. All right, Raboisai. This month's sponsor for the coil, the success of our family that we married to always pray on Hashem. The Mesech sponsor, Lee Nishmas, Yisbarach Ben. The second sponsor himself, Jeff Razin, is my son. The rest of himself is sponsored by official Mitzvah motivators. Who's back home, Baruch Hashem. Finally out of the hospital. Just that alone is being in the hospital for weeks at a time. Second sponsor, uh, first sponsor of the month, Lili Nishmat Zachary ben Moshe. Second, the MDY family, Lili Nishmat Zachary Tuvia, Yaakov ben Asano Yitzchok, Ezra Palik. All right, his father told me today that he's catching up. He did five daf already. Out of the ten, but he's hold- I shouldn't worry, he's holding with the oilam. The third one, by the Lach and Lebek family, he's like in New Jersey because Tari's best gula. Rufua Shlema, Parnas Achaydish, Rufua Shlema, Yecheskel ben Leah. Today's Parnasim, Yisrael ben Sara, and Lili Nishmas, Fredo Shalam, is Basar of Chaim Tzvi, and Rufur Shleimah Ta'aviva, Tal, Bas, Atar Gitel. And this one, I'm not sure, did you put this on in purpose? Two Hoodie Newmans? Hoodie Newman, in honor of South Africa, send Rebelli home safe and sound? That's what he wants to say. Okay, I don't care, whatever. Hoodie Newman. In honor of Rebelli wearing the tie I bought him in June, June, July, August. I know he gave it to some, to my daughter. I don't know who he gave it to. My daughter was doing the hair ad. I, I think that was one of the stories. Unbelievable. He didn't have enough words. Yeah. Both things, so he sponsored twice. 
That's what he did. Okay. I hear Elchanan Pressman in honor of Rebelli and Yehuda and Rifki Pressman's Bechar baby boy. And then he writes, Chumash Shir, please. Nothing. Oh, I have to open this up. A gift, another gift. Who's sponsoring this? It's on, it's going well. It's I feel it. You're going to need to see when you see the video soon that I took by mistake of th- that contractor guy. Wow, wow, what is this? This is from Ellie Dykeman from Brooklyn. This better be a good one. Whew. How do you open this thing? Okay, it's packed. Yatir Forest, 2006, my friends. Let's crack it open. 2006. Wow. That is Choshev. If you guys know what Yatir Forest is and you know what 2006 is, wow. This is for you. What? Who's coming for Shabbos? All right. Guys, open the window. I don't know if maybe the heat. I feel like heat. Okay. Says the Mishnah. Today we're going to see how the daf could save your life, and not learning the daf could cost you your life. Says the Mishnah. Hamashlish Mois the Bitoi. We have the official Mishnah sponsored by Moshe Cohen the Schos. A person sees that he's dying. He by the Mishnah. Yeah, we're a little bit behind. So a person makes somebody in charge of his assets and he says, I want you, my daughter, buy her a field, buy her some nechasim, nechasimilog, etc. And after she gets married, v'yoy meres, and she says, you could trust my husband. Trust me, he's a great guy. There's a reason why I married him. You don't have to purchase the field. You just go ahead, give him the cash. Cash is king. Why, why go through the whole process buying a field and we're going to have to sell it? In? Just give him the cash. He's a great guy. He's not going to use the cash for himself. He's going to take care of me. There's a mitzvah, when a person is dying, even not dying, he said to do so. But there's a mitzvah of the kind of Divir Ames. So, Divir Meir, he must purchase the field. What's going on here? What is he going to accomplish? He's going to buy a field. And then she's going to sell it. Just pretend it never happened. Just give her the cash. Give her the cash. Why should she go through? Just because the father, the mitzvah to do exactly what he said, those words. And at any rate, she, she needs cash. And it's her right to sell the field. And she's going to sell the field and get the cash. She'll give you the cash up front. You should know that a ktano can't do anything. And the Gemara is going to explain what this is referring to. So basically, it seems like this is the same case that we just learned. Just a different wording. And he's, he's buying, he's telling a third party, another guy, take care of my daughter, I'm leaving this world, take care of her, buy her a nice field, so that her husband, the chassan, should also benefit from it. Now it's not directly to the son-in-law, it's more to the daughter-in-law, 
but the Gemara calls it to the daughter, but the Gemara calls it a son-in-law. Here, here's a trustee, take care of my daughter. Says the Gemara, um, huh? <laughs> you never know, you never know how quick we do it, you know. No, actually we went pretty long today, we're waiting for you. Forget the field, forget everything, just give him the cash directly. Why should we go and pay brokerage fees and we're going to lose money on the whole thing? Just give him the money. If she's married, she can do whatever she wants, she can take the cash. If she's only engaged, so over here we're saying enough communion between Erison and Suin. Rebbeir says the difference between being married and not being married. If you're not married, just a kala, there's erosin, there's a ring, but you're a kala. You have to listen to the trustee. Whatever the trustee, whatever the father told the trustee to do, trustee does. Okay, so here's the chart for a second. Machlaikis, Rebbeir, and Rebbeir, according to Rebbeir, it goes by marriage and not marriage. So if you, you have marriage, it's green box, check. She gets the cash. If they're only engaged, no cash. Red box. Rabbi Yossi is going to say, it's dependent on the age. Gdoyla is good, she gets the cash. Tan or not. Okay. Doesn't matter whether she's married or engaged. Her just be She can tell him, don't buy the field, I want the cash. But if she's a ktana, it doesn't even matter if she's married. Ask the Gemara, my benai. What is the difference between the two shitas? Now take a look at this chart. Oh, take a look at it. And now we're going to show you one option. We're going to take one out of each shita. I'm going to go like this. Oh, Tana. But she's married, according to her mayor, since it has to do with married and not married, so she gets the cash. According to Rabbi Yossi, it has to do with the age. Since she's a katana, she doesn't get the cash. That's one option, says the Gemara. And Rabbi Yossi argues, and he says, no, since she's a katana, she doesn't get the cash. But that doesn't flow well with the rest of the Mishnah. Because the last line we had in the Mishnah, it says, that a katana doesn't have the right to purchase, do anything. Now, who said this line? If it's Rabbi Yossi, we're referring to now, that you could already decipher from the beginning of the Mishnah. The Amr Rabbi Yossi, in the, in the Mishnah, what does Rabbi Yossi tell Rabbi Why should you make force the trustee, the shalish, to purchase a field? Then, she, then she's going to go and sell the field and take the cash, give her the cash directly. Who's going to sell the field? She. How could she sell the field? How old is she? She must be a G'dayla. So you see that we're talking about a G'dayla. If she's a K'tana, she can't sell it. So obviously Rabbi Yossi is talking about a G'dayla. or a mayor. So it can't be Rabbi Yossi. has to be a mayor. So the Mishnah is saying as follows. The Shalash has to do what the father tells him to do only if, according to a mayor, depending if she's a married woman or not a married woman. So, Mina Erison. When she's married, she could demand the cash. So now the Gemara is saying that there's no nafkemina between the two of them, Rebbezi and Rebbezi, if she's a Ketana. If she's a Ketana, according to everybody, she doesn't get the cash. So then what is the difference between the two of them? 
If everybody agrees on the red box, that if she's a katana, she, does, she can't demand the money, we must listen to the father. And the father said, purchase a field, so you purchase a field. So then what is enough community between Rabbi Yossi and Rameyer? Here's the shita again. Rabbi Yossi says that a gdoyla could demand the money. And Rameyer says a married woman could demand the money. What is the, the machlekes? Here we go. One other option. And that is if she's a gdoyla, but it's only erusin. Before we sang Tana and Nesun, now gdoyla and erusin. Okay? Don't come after she and tell me, wow, the chart really helped me. Don't tell me. Okay. Okay. No, I'm just talking to Mendy. We have a private thing going on. Yesterday he told me the charts were good. Sometimes yes, sometimes not. Fine. So that is the nafkimina. That what? Since she's a gdoyla, according to Rabbi Yossi, that's all that matters to us. And she could demand the cash. But according to her mayor, she's not married yet. She's only engaged. Arison. And Arison, she doesn't get the cash, even though she's a gdoyla. Fine. It's my review, the Omar Shmuel, Halacha Kerib Yoisi, that all that matters to us is whether or not she's a Gdaila. Rabbi Rav Nachman, Halacha Kerib Meir. Halacha is like your mayor, that all that matters to us, not this one, is whether she's married. Why? Because Mitzvah and Dibriah Meis, Rameir holds the Mitzvah Lakai and Says the Gemara, unbelievable story. Ilfa, there's a Tana called Ilfa. I don't know if he's, he's probably an Amar, because he was together with Rebbe. So, the Gemara in Tainus, Rashi brings the Gemara, not the entire story, but a fascinating story, that Rabbi Yochan and Ilfa were very, very poor. They didn't have anything. So they decided to leave Yeshiva, go to work. So they went to work. On the way, Rabbi Yochanan hears Malachim saying, let's kill them too. Why? Listen to this Lashen. We could make fun, we could, uh, we could answer this Lashen as, as ever we want, but it's a Gemara. It says, They're leaving the eternal revenue of Torah and, and, and trying to make a couple bucks in this world. Unbelievable, we got to kill them. They're going to work. Who leaves Kyle to go to work? Got to kill them. Rabbi Eichelen turns to Ilfa. He said, did you hear what just happened? And I'm missing a piece here. I think he heard, oh, that one of them is going to make it big. One of them is going to be a big Rosh Hashiva. So he turns to Tilfa and he says, No, did you hear? Tilfa says, No, what are you talking about? So Rebbechan realized that he's the one. So he said, I'm going back to Yeshiva. He went back to Yeshiva. Later on, Ilfa shows up. So they told him, Ah, what a shame. What a shame you didn't come back. You're the bigger Talmud Chacham than Rabbi Yochanan, and you would have been the Rosh Hashiva had you come back. So Ilfa got on to a sail mast. Uh, you know those, those giant, I have a video of it, I can show you what he did exactly here. Here's a, here's a mast, right? He went on to this thing and he said, what are you saying? That I went to work and I don't know how to learn? I remember everything. Fahermi, if there's anything that you could ask me that I don't answer, if I don't answer, I, I'll jump. And I'll drown. That, that's his lashon. It's a very, very strong lashon. Here I found this video. I thought it would be interesting just to show you the, the height of this thing. It's so tall that you could actually parachute off it. You saw enough? 
Many saw off. Hold on, this is the best part though. Is that you? They asked the Makashi, didn't know the answer. Okay. It's an ad for Red Bull. Now we're doing Red Bull ads. Fine. Shine. So that's a that's a ilfa tola nafshei biskaria de mechusa on the mast of the sails. Omar, huh? Wait, we're not done yet. Ikid the osi the Omar li milsa. Is there anybody who could come to me and tell me something? The Bei Rebichia of Rebi Oishaya. Who's Rebichia of Oishaya? The famous mechabrim of the Brises. If you could bring a brisa and give me a brisa, and I can't make the connection to a Mishnah and tell you where Rabbi and Rabbi got their drashvam, I'm jumping off this mass and I'm killing myself. I don't think, whatever that means. It's, it's a very, very tough lasha. Also, Usaba comes along an old man, Taisus and Chulun, I always quote it. Taisus and Chulun says, some say that Usaba is a Yohanavi. So he said, okay, let me try you. A guy says, give my sons every single week, they're ketanim, they're youngsters, give them a shekel is a half a sela. We saw what a, a sela is. Four dinarim, two dinarim is one shekel. A half a sela. Give them every week. Here's all my money. Give them a half a half a, uh, a half a sela. Now, the prices went up. He didn't realize when he died. Prices are going to go up. Maybe two years later, they're only 10 years old. Two years later, you can't afford, you can't buy inflation in America. You can't buy anything with it. So what do you do? He didn't mean starve my kids to death. He meant to give them a normal allowance. It's not enough. Give them a little bit more. But if he told them, before he said, give them. Now he says, don't give them. Before he said, give them a half. Now he says, don't give them more than this. That means he's putting a limit. A shekel. Only a shekel. And who's going to support them now? It's Daka. So what if a guy dies and says, uh, he, a guy says about himself, he's dying and don't use any of my money to bury me. I want the money. We don't listen to him. You don't say Zdaka should pay for his funeral. He has money. Pay. So over here also, he has money, give, give the kids. Says Rashi, no. A person on himself doesn't have the right to go and take from, from Zdaka. But a person for his children, he has the right to give all his money away. And that's basically what he's doing. Give it away. Let Zdaka deal with it. He says specifically, that if his children die without children, says Rashi, there's nobody that inherit his own children. And I want, as a backup plan, all my money to go to so-and-so, to that shul, to that organization. Then, even if he says to give my children, you listen exactly to what he said because he wants the leftover to go to that organization. Ask the old man, who said it? I'm asking you. I'm daring you to jump. If you don't know the answer, you got to jump. He says, he answered. It's Remeir. That the, the guy has to listen to exactly what the father says. The shalish. Now I have a video here, a boy's eye. Very unfortunate situation. 
A guy just did this to me last yesterday. I was going by here in the neighborhood. He played a trick on me. Here we go. Don't try this at home. Otniel, it's very good that you know, good morning, Rabbi Isai, it's beautiful. I mean, it's one of the Ikrim in the daf. But when are you going to really learn Torah? When are you going to come do the daf? I don't need to do the daf rebellion. A daf is for Amirati. I know the entire Torah. You can ask me what do you want. I know the answer. About Torah, ask me everything. If not, and not. <laughs> You know, let me ask you a question. How can I ask you a question if that's going to cause you to jump off the roof? That's das. How can I do something like that? Whoa! Such a good question. I didn't thought about it. Why I didn't learn the daf? All right. Anyways, that guy didn't make it. It's a good idea to do the daf, boy. So everybody should learn daf if you can learn daf. Huh? You guys didn't hear what I said over there. I said, "What a shame you didn't do the daf." Eight minute daf, come. Eight minute daf. Eight minute. That <laughs> whatever. I said, okay, fine. I have to say Yishkoyach because last night at one o'clock in the morning, I asked him if he could put on the subtitles. He said he's, he's basically sleeping, but yes, he'll do it. And like an hour later, he sent it to me. So it's not partially Yishkarek Rabbi Yosef. Okay. Memes, no, seriously, when I was in the base marriage, I said, I have to get a guy to jump off a cliff. This cliff's in our stroll. We'll do a whole thing. So I go to Otniel. He, he actually does the daf every day with us, every day, this guy. So I said, I knew, I told his brother, my chavrus, I said, if I ask your brother to go up north, he won't even hesitate. He'll go right now to do it just for the shear. So I come in there, I said, Othniel, he's a mamash in the middle working, mixing cement, all thing. I said, I need to go up north to, to, to do a thing. He goes, I'm in. Where? Right now? I said, now. I go, okay, let's go. He tells the chavrus, let's go. And then as he's leaving, I'm not joking, as he's leaving, he's going to drive five hours to video that. I said, you know what? Maybe we'll just do it over here. We'll, do, we'll cut it a little bit so it won't be perfect. Okay. Anyways, he's still alive and well and he does the daf. Oh, so we're over here in daf ayin. So, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what's going The Oh, we stopped in the middle of a line. Rebbe the Omar mitzvah that if the shalish, you tell a third party, buy a field. He must listen. It doesn't matter what Lashon the father used, if he said in the positive or in the negative, give them money or don't give them more than an X amount. You give them whatever they need. He says, give him X amount. And other things. There's a, before I forget, the famous, famous Maisa, I forgot what wealthy person, let's call him, I don't know, Rock, uh, Rockefeller, okay, fine, because he wasn't, uh, a big Gvir said, I want you to bury me with my socks on. A famous, famous Maisa. Not a true story. So let me tell you the not the true story. So there's a very wealthy, not true story guy who said, I want to be buried in my socks. So they went and they, they, they told the Chavar Kedish, the Chavar Kedish says, absolutely not. Even though he gave hundreds of millions of dollars of for, during his lifetime, nothing. 
And then they opened up the tzavah later on because he said not to open it right away. And it says in tzavah, you see, you can't even bring a pair of socks to the next world. Do the right thing. But anyways, here, Mitzvah Kaim de Ramez. So it's on the socks, you listen to him or you don't listen to him. He wants his children to have food. He doesn't want to starve them to death. So why did he say, I'm only giving you a half a sela? I learned in Pesach with Paul Reichman's son. I don't remember his name. Chesky. And I remember that his father gave him a very, very small amount of money. Because one time he, he uh, put his money into the candy machine and the candy didn't come out. So he started shaking it. I was like, Chesky, come on, no, Bamis. You know, put another, what's the... So he explained to me, he says, his father puts him on a very tight uh, allowance. All of Shalom, Paul Reichman. Then he was worth billions of dollars, and this is in the 80s, in 1987 or 8. And he said, he told me that his father had a jet parked in Newark, but his father made him take a commercial airline home, even though he could have gone on his father's jet. You don't go on, that's what he told me then. Bill Gates, the marshal. Uh, it's famous. He gave his kids $10 million each. He's worth $130 billion. He gave $10 million. He said it's not good to give your kids money. He's basically not giving them a Yerusha. Maybe now with the divorce, uh, things changed. I don't know. But back in the day, $10 million each. You don't want your kid to sit and then just uh, trust from baby and not do anything. You want them to work hard. Not awesome. $10 million for somebody that grew up in a $100 million home. hundred million is nothing. Okay, it's all relative. Not awesome. It's literally not giving them anything. It's giving them one cent. The pa'utois, the eight and nine year olds. I wish there was like a. Mm. The, the eight and nine year old children, when they sell something, they go to Makalat, a nest for this halacha. They go to Makalat, they could buy uh, candy, they could buy you bread and eggs because of this halacha. Very interesting, Rashi. Tell me how you learned this, Rashi. Rashi says, four lines down, When it comes to real estate, it's a whole different story. They can't be eight or nine years old. Until they are, let's say, 13 years old. What does Rashi say a second later? Which one is it? 13 or 20? So what it means is, when they inherit property, they can only sell it when they're 20 years old. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, there's... Okay, fine. Says the Gemara. So that, that is metaltalin. Omar Afram, Lo Yishonu Ale Shein Shem Apitropos. If there's nobody in charge of these kids. Avi Yishem Apitropos, Emekom Ekev Emekar Memkar, then they can't sell and buy anything. Even metaltalin. Memai, Bidiktani, I'll prove it to you. The Gemara doesn't like this proof, but what's the proof? From our Mishnah. The last, last line in the Mishnah, Ava Biktana, a youngster, a Masiktana Klum, she does nothing. So the Gemara wants to say that you see from here that a katana doesn't have power even to buy metaltalin. Says Gemara, no, there's no raya from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is talking about that he put a trustee, a trustee to do one specific job. Go buy property for my daughter. But over here, what's the whole point of Apatropos? To make sure that, they, that they're alive. Make sure there's food on the table. It's a day-to-day job, Apatropos. So the Apatropos doesn't, the, the father doesn't care if they go to the Makalat and buy stuff. This is normal to sustain themselves. So it's different. Okay, listening, but the Gemara has a problem with the Lashon. 
is a very strong lotion. Seems like in all situations. Not only when there's a trustee, but even when there's a betrothal, ain't masaktan klum. That's the Gemara says. Perhaps that's the pshat. And with that, we finish the parik. Hadron Allah mitzis Aisha. Hadron Allah mitzis Aisha. Hadron Allah mitzis Aisha. Hamadr sishtoi. So now we're talking a little bit about nedarim. Few daf about nedarim. A lot of times we find that, like at the end of the mesechtas, unfortunately we're coming to, not really at end. November's then, but it's such a beautiful mesechta. We're giving a little bit of a teaser of nedarim. And being that we're talking about a teaser in the Dharam, I want to lay it out there that we don't have a sponsor yet for Mesechtas in the Dharam, and it's going to print very, very soon. So anybody who wants to donate, you know, 5, 10, 20, 30, official money, 100,000, whatever it is, we're looking for sponsors, but MS, and it's a tremendous, tremendous schos. The cost is $30 per Gemara. That's what it costs us. We have, to pay, we have to pay art scroll, and we have to pay for shipping. Everybody else works voluntarily for the, the shipping, the... Saul Rosenberg works hours, he runs a company, but he has hours on the computer with the email and this. That's the cost, 38 Gemara. Yeah, people could go to uh, sponsormdy.com and, and give one Gemara also. Well, we'll take one Gemara. I'm saying, like, if you want the front page, the, your name in there, embedded forever. Zogdi Mishnah. Hamadris ishtoi milahenois loi. A person says, I am not, I'm making a nether, I'm making a vow. We have to use more yeshivish terms. Neither. Yeah, this is an English vow. Okay, fine. We'll say it once in Shalma Yisrael. Hamadir is Ishtar. He makes a nether that Milahenu is loy. You're not going to have an offer me. Points out Rashi right away. It can't be Hanas Tashmish. can't be relations. Why? That he's Bukhoyifter. He's Meshubad. When you have a Sheba to somebody, you owe somebody something. You can't say, I'm not going to pay you the money I owe you. You, you, you chayv. Okay. So what exactly is he doing? Mezainas. How can he do that also? Isn't he chayv to, to, to give her mezainas to sustain her? If it was only for 30 days, yamid parnas. Okay, so let him put somebody in charge of her and he'll feed her. How does that help? Gemara is going to explain also. If it's more than 30 days, she could demand a get. And I just saw yesterday in the Jewish news, there was a woman who didn't want to go, didn't want to receive a get from her husband for four years. They threatened her, threatened her, nothing worked, they put her in jail. I never heard of such a thing. But literally, they put her in jail here in Israel for not receiving a get. Okay, it works both ways. If the guy doesn't want to give a get, we could do all sorts of things. They, they, took, they froze her bank account. They, they took away her driver's license. Nothing worked. I don't, in her mind, she was still married to this guy. She didn't want to divorce him. Okay? Huh? No, you can't force it. Not the chayim derogation. You could the minatayra, but had the mayor him, Yeah, okay. And as they're taken to jail, he said, "You, you could, you could get out of this." No. If she demands of get, he has to give it. Rebuta Aimer be Yisrael depends. What depends if she's not a kain? Says Rebuta because a kain, we know that a kain once he gets divorced, he can't take his wife back. So. In order to make sure that he knows what he's doing, we give him a little extra time. One month for Yisrael or Levi. And into the second month, you have to divorce her. Now, if you don't look in Rashi, you might miss this. If a person tells his wife, you're not allowed to eat strawberries. Now, that's not the Pshat in the Mishnah. Because... A husband doesn't have the right to tell his wife what she's going to eat. Oh, you know, you gain a lot of weight when you eat chocolate. I'm not allowing you to eat chocolate. Too bad. 
You're just the husband. What happened is, she said, she's fed up. She got off the scale and she goes, I swear I'm never eating chocolate in my life. And the husband says, good idea. <laughs> that, that, Rabbi Isai, is the worst thing a husband could do. Bahamas. If the husband says, you look like a hippopotamus, stop eating chocolate, I'm out of you. That's not a big deal. He got mad for that second. But if she comes up with this nether and he sits there and instead of annulling the nether, which he has the right to be Mayfair, he says, you know what, I, I was meaning to tell you, but a good thing you brought it up. That is, that's the biggest patch in her face. She hates him for that. Sinai, she hates him for that. And for that, she gets divorced that minute. So again, Nachamol, the Lashon of the Mishnah seems like he's making the nether. No, she's making the nether. He's just being Mekayim the nether. And the same thing would be in a minute. He has one day. The second day he has to be Mighty. If it's a two day nether, be like Suba. So he asked the question. She could withstand. She doesn't have to eat chocolate for one day, Nebuch. So why get divorced? Because she, she feels he hates her. It's not about the chocolate anymore. It's about his attitude. Two days, it's up to two days. Again, the same idea. She says, I'm never going to put on perfume. I'm not going to use deodorant. Any type of deodorant. If she's poor, she doesn't have perfume anyways. It's an expensive item. So it's only if he does it forever. But about Shiroi's, Shloishim Yoim, it's enough if the nether is a 30 day nether, divorce. Says the Gemara, since he has to give her Mizoinus, he has to support her. Why does he have to support her, Aboisai? Because he gets her Maisiyadayim. So since he's Mechoyev to support her, how can he make a nether against something that he must do? Does he have the right? To be mafkia, to uproot something that is mukhayyav, meshubat. Basnan, we learned this many times. If the woman says, I'm making a nether that I'm not working, I'm not bringing home a salary, and it's our offer. He doesn't have to annul her nether, be made for her nether. Why? Alma, because the reason is, since she's mukhayyav to pay the, she's mukhayyav to bring home a salary. So it's not someone she's saying. She's not allowed to make such a nether. Hachinami, same would apply over here. Kimdin Shubud Law, since he is to give her Mizonis and support. She's not allowed to, to uproot his, his chiyu. Ella, says the Gemara. Beautiful thing. He does have the right to say, listen, you take your salary, I don't support you. So now that he makes a nether and says, I'm not supporting you, in essence, what he's saying is, you just have to translate his words. He's saying, I'm not going to support you anymore. What he meant to say is, you take your salary, support yourself on your salary, and I'm not going to support you. You didn't make a nether against what the Torah said. What he said is, something he's allowed to say. Let's do a deal. You keep to yourself, you keep your own salary, keep your own bank account, and I keep to myself. That he's allowed to do. It's ke'ilu he said it. It's as if he said it. In honor of Yankee Baum, Amoisha Horn, I think this is the last day. L'schos, for that, for the second one. Being able to support Liman at Torah, Rabois, I say Amen. And to finish learning Shaz with the Rally, Amen. The Brach is really for me, that I can finish Shaz with the Oilam. Says the Gemara, but wait a minute, the Gemara asks a very simple question. It goes both ways, Rabois said. What if she's a lawyer and she makes a million dollars a year? She could tell her husband, you know what? 
I don't need your $1,000 worth of food. I'm going to take my salary and buy with my own money. And that works. So if so, why? If she says those words, she says, I'm making a nether that I'm not going to work. Maybe what she means to say is, my salary is for me and you don't have to support me. Exact same thing that we said, that the husband has the right to make a nether on her because maybe what he's saying is, I'm not going to support you. You use your own salary. Maybe she's saying to him, I don't need your support. I'm going to use my own salary. Why don't we put those words into her mouth? It's as if she said, I don't need your food. I'll just use my salary. The first word on the psalm, it says, it's as if, don't say it's as if, he said that I don't, you don't work and I'm not going to support you. He actually said it. He said, you use your salary and I'm not supporting you. And then he made a net there. And by the way, I'm making a net there that I'm not supporting you. So then why does, why does he have to send her a third party to support her? He told her, use your salary. So she's using her salary. She doesn't need support from a third party. Because she only makes uh, 50% of what she needs. <laughs> so if she doesn't have enough money, she doesn't earn enough money, so then how can he make a nether and say, I'm not supporting you? It only works if she has enough money and he, she doesn't need him, and then the nether works. But now she doesn't need him because she only earns half. Omar amazing she earns enough money to sustain her on the basics. Bread, water, pizza. But the, the, the extravagant things, the, the extras, the vacations, whatever the extras are, the Lamborghinis, that she doesn't have enough money for. It's called Dvar Because life is gadol. <laughs> Bread is gadol. Yeah, you're right. But caviar and sushi, that's Dvar you might, we might look at it as doing done, but it's, it's the shtusim of life. It's not the main thing in life. That she doesn't have money for, and that he has to send her a shliach to support. So what's going on here? If she comes from a family that eats sushi every night, so he has to do it, right? You don't go down, you just go up. And if she's not used to it, then why does he have to send her a third party? No, she was used to it in, in her parents' house. She's moichalim. She rolls with him. She says, you know, you don't eat sushi every night. Fine. I want to be married to you. I'm okay. I'm moichalim. Until this point where you didn't make a nether against me. I'm willing to roll with you. But now that you're, you're mean to me, you hate me. Now I do demand that you give me what I was used to. There's a beautiful tesis here. We'll go into a different time. A chiddush in this whole Malin and Yordim, it's the, dependent on the husband's family, not do Okay, fine. Now, after 30 days, if it's, more, if it's a nether that's more than 30 days, he has to divorce her. What, what's, what's 30 days? 30 days, nobody knows about it, so she doesn't have an embarrassment for me. She doesn't want people to know that her husband's so mean to her and that he has a, in a, myriad, a third guy that comes and drops off food every day. It's terrible stuff. She doesn't like that. She wants a divorce. 
Okay, so until now we're talking about he made a deal with her. He said, right, you earn your money, I'm not going to give you a also, but if it's more than 30 days, and there's a, there's a third guy that brings you the extras, the dvorim tanim, fine, another pshat. What happened was, he made the net there when she was engaged. MMA law, it works. He doesn't have a chiyuv yet to give her the food, because she's only arusa. As the Gemara, Arusa means Islam but there's no Mizanis at all. What, what's, what's going on here? Says the Gemara, she gives Mavalinisa the first mission in Ksubas that they were supposed to get married, but they didn't. And Mimela is high, but still, the, she's not in Nasu yet. This Nan, he gives Mavalinisa. If the time to get married came and went, so she starts eating Truma and she, she gets supported from the Chasan. From the and why 30 days? The guy, the guy that's in charge of her and dropping off food after 30 days gets sick and tired of it. So Melo demanded the divorce. We buy same another pshat. She dirok she arusa v'nises. The neder happened when it was able to be chal when she was arusa, but then she got married. Asked the Gemara, how in the world did this woman get married? How does she get married? She knows that at the moment she gets married, she's gonna be married to a jerk who doesn't want to support her, doesn't want to have anything, no, no enough from him, can't have anything from him. So why in the world did she get married? And if she did get married, that means she's okay with it. She's an abused woman who's, who's used to the guy, that kind of stuff. So how could she demand a divorce? She agreed to it. She knew what she's getting herself into. She thought that she could deal with it. I realize I need to eat a little bit. She thought she could go through life without eating. She'll get used to it. Not eating at all. And then she realized, hey, I can understand if a guy has a terrible mom. Okay, she thought she could live with it. Now, there's a quick joke that uh, a guy was on a date and every day he came with his earmuffs. So like after three, four dates, the, the girl's like, what, what's going on? She says, says, listen, I have one very, very large ear if you promise me that you're not going to laugh, I'll show it to you. She takes off like one of his earmuffs and she bursts out laughing. She rolls on the floor. She says, you know what? Because you laughed, I'm not going to show you my large ear. <laughs> okay. I go about it. She thought she could live with such ears. And then it came back to bite her. It hurt her. So I, I, when, when my kids got married and I told them this when they were dating, and I, I think it's good advice for everybody that's dating, uh, people don't change. And if it bothers you on a date, it's probably going to bother you for the rest of your life. And you're not going to change that person. You're not going to make them not have a temper and not at this and go on this diet and this. It's not, that stuff doesn't work. So if it bothers you today, you have, to, you have to understand you're going to have to deal with it for the rest of your life. People fool themselves and say, no, you know, I'm going to get married. Put him on a diet. He's going to be in the gym every day. No, it doesn't work like that. Okay. Something more. Add, should we go weiter? Hello, Machvartok, the Shaninon, Mikara. Oh, that he gave her another. We're talking about see my was in He made a deal with her. You work for yourself. You take your own salary. She earns money, but not enough. So you have to have another person. Shalom, Yisrael, Rabbi Isai, have a wonderful day.